0: if the technology that you grew up with trusting collapsed indefinitely. What if something happened that broke our supply chain? What if we had no access to gas or electricity? We would call this the end of the world as we know it, or Teo Teewaki. Today I wanna give you what I call my list of lists and the nine Bs that I use to prepare for Teo Teewaki. Not the critic who counts Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles Or where the doer of deeds could have done them better The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena Whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood From men in the arena It's Equipping Men in 10 Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood Call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers And call you up to be the best version of you Because when a man gets it, everyone wins Enjoy today's episode This episode is sponsored by Juniper Mountain Trading Post. Guys, as you know, I'm not a fan of flavored coffee. I like my coffee black with a little bit of cream. But guys, this morning I was loving my cup of bourbon barrel-aged from Juniper Mountain Trading Post. From their barrel-aged collection, they form a truly unique coffee experience. And and like guys, I really enjoyed mine. Just this morning, I had the bourbon barrel aged. They carefully aged the coffee in genuine 15-year Kentucky bourbon barrels. The flavors that come out of this are brilliant and there's no sugar added. So you get the true cup of coffee with a hint, various hints of spices and vanilla and Bourbon, without the alcohol, of course. It's just worth checking out, guys, that this unique experience um, is memorable for sure. If you just go to junipermountaintradingpost.com and at checkout enter the word arena, they will give you 10% off your purchase. Men in the Arena Army, I salute you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, your guide and host of Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men, guiding you to your best version in the stress bubble of life, and beyond. Welcome to today's show. We are collecting 365 hero stories this year. These are stories of life transformation. When you shoot us your story, whether it's through Instagram or info at meninthearena.org or through uh, our Facebook forum or our Facebook page or any of our, or TikTok. If we use your story, we will send you some swag when you hit us up with your physical address. This hero story is number 52 from Joshua. He emailed me at our uh, organization's email address and he said, I stumbled upon your podcast in March of 2021 and it challenged me to start reading my Bible and it changed everything. A few months later, the vaccine became mandated for healthcare workers, and it forced me to Texas to work without the vaccine. I was there for two months without my family, without church, just my Bible and God, That isolation sparked a revival in my heart that is still continuing to this day. I came off my anxiety and depression medication and came back a better husband and father. I now have purpose and I'm leading my family with it. And I'm raising my boys to be purposeful men of God. My daughter to be a purposeful woman of God who will seek a real man of God to marry. Man, that is a cool story, Joshua. Hit us up with your physical address. We want to send you some swag just to say thank you for being the hero for your family. Guys, as you know, we're in a four-part series on preparedness. Uh, I call, I'm call i calling it Dare to Prepare, and there's a lot of meaning behind the title of this series because when you dare to prepare, uh, you will be mocked, you will be ridiculed, you will be called by those who are fellow believers, a man who doesn't have faith. I would argue the opposite of all those things. Because what I believe is that when we we as men are called to foresight, and as I look into the future, I, I just cannot see a world continuing on as it is. I mean, we know through the history of the world we've had pandemics at the rate of about every 100 years. We are living in a very fragile digital age right now. We have enemies all around the world. Our economy is just not... Uh, strong. There's so many things. We have natural disasters from earthquakes to fires to uh, hurricanes to tornadoes all around us. There's so many things that we can prepare for. And I believe that we need to put our trust in God and the wisdom he's given us and not put our trust in Red Cross or FEMA or our local government. But we really need to be in a situation where we can help those we love and help other people. And what I've done over the years, I've been prepping since about 2010. And I, I was prepping for a pandemic, and that came I, – I don't know if – it was a pandemic in the se- definition sense, but it wasn't a pandemic in the sense of what I was preparing for with a kill ratio of between 20 and 26%. Instead, COVID was a kill ratio of about 1%. But anyway, so that came and went, and that may come again. I don't know. Between an economic collapse or a EMP strike from an enemy nation, there are so many things out there that I'm going, man, something – could happen, And I just want to be ready for it. So this is my personal uh, thing. Now I have listened to for years a guy named James West- Wesley Rawls and what he talks about uh, this thing called his list of lists. And so what I have done is I've taken his list of lists. I've made it simple for me. I've made it attainable and I've created uh, what I call the nine B's of preparedness, which is my list of lists. These are nine categories of that I build my list upon. So I have nine Bs, and under each of those Bs, I have a category, and under each category, there are subcategories. So what I'll do today is I'm going to give you... Uh, each of the nine B's, and I will give you the major categories for each that I'm prepping for. Uh, and there are resources that you need to look for. Uh, There's are, there are so much out there to read. And I, I just want to walk through what I'm doing, and I hope this will help you. And I, my job is not to create this extensive list for you. My job is not to create anxiety in you. My job is just to help you to f- see the future and be able to prepare your family for the future so you will not have to pre- depend on uh, the federal government to do that that, or local government or the Red Cross, but you will be prepared not only to help those you love, but to help those who are in need. So the first B I want to talk about is what I call beans. Beans. This is creating a, a, a location to store Your food sources. I call this a deep larder. You can call it a root cellar, you can call it a garage. I don't care what you call it. I call it a deep larder. It reminds me of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And the categories I have under beans are I have uh, things on hand to grow or to garden. I am building a food storage catch, which I will talk about next week, how that looks for me personally. Uh, I base my food on uh, one year per person. And I do that times 10. So I am, my goal, and I'm not even close to that yet. My goal is to have enough food for the 10 people I'm closest to for a year. And I'm not even close to that. So, but most people I find, when I find, talk to most people, they say, oh, I've got enough food for six months. And I say, show me. And they do not. Uh, Your pantry and and your refrigerator, Have enough food for about two weeks. And if you have a freezer full of meat, realize if you have a situation where there is no electricity, that meat will not last as long as you think it's going to last. Uh, I also have seasoning. Uh, I make my own seasoning, and I am constantly buying new seasoning. I think that is something I want to have a luxury of being able to season things uh, just in case. Uh, I have canned food, and so I'm on a FIFO rotation, which is first in, first out, and what I do in my personal prepping is I only purchase canned vegetables. By canned vegetables, I'm talking about things that are not yellow or beans. I have enough beans in my food storage and my other food storage, so I have to buy canned beans. So I basically buy canned uh, tomatoes of various kinds, and I buy canned green beans, or I'll buy canned mixed vegetables. I try to stick stick to uh, green or colored vegetables in a grid down scenario. And I rotate those out, and I know they tell you every two years, but I, I go three or four. I just keep keep them for a long time. Anyway, but don't do what I tell you. Follow your guidelines of your uh, uh, FDA. So uh, I have uh, canning materials. So I have jars and canning materials. So in case I need to can different things, I will have those things on hand. Those can also be used for bartering. I have coffee. I have a lot of coffee. I love coffee. And so I just go buy those big cheap number 10 cans of, of, you know, my, you know, whatever coffee that you have in your church foyer. And I, and I'd store those in uh, five gallon buckets, which I'll go through uh, more next week. I have supplements. So vitamin supplements, uh, any uh, kind of things like that. Uh, I will also keep water on hand and different ways to get water or to make water fresh. I also have fishing gear because when it comes to being, you know, food, uh, gathering food, uh, I think that big game will go very, very fast and we'll be stuck with small game and fish. Uh, I do have stuff to process meat for the short period of time that meat would potentially be available or if we were able to obtain livestock, which would be the other thing that we would want to. If you had a big enough property or if you had land, you could purchase uh, chickens, goats, sheep, and cattle. So that's my first B, beans. It's basically all things food-related. The next B is what I call bed. This is the place I will stay. So, uh, for me personally, and and for many others, I have had had to consider: Do I want to purchase a retreat that is not where I live now? Do does that treat is that retreat going to be in a in a, a a community that will help each other? Will that retreat be something isolated and secluded, or will I just stay in my current uh, living situation and uh, work from there? So. When it comes to that, again, I'm talking here a three-year scenario. So three years of a grid-down situation or three years of having to live on your own. I want to have energy. I want to have heat sources. I want to have sources for light. I want to have ways to recharge uh, my electric devices. Uh, I want sleeping materials, sleeping bags, pillows, blankets, whatever I'm going to need. Building materials. Uh, tools for that, uh, those types of things, wood possibly, and cordage, tape, rope, uh, paracord, this type of thing. So that's bedding. There's a lot that can go there, but a lot of us have this on hand already because we live in a house. The third thing is bullets. I personally, I'm a hunter. Uh, I personally believe that most guys have uh, focused way too much on bullets. And if you're going to be uh, in battle constantly, you will probably die. And so the, the, the thing here would be to avoid, uh, you know, firing on a human at all costs. Uh, but, but we do need to have, uh, this, this, we do need to have bullets on hand, For small game, for waterfowl, for upland game, for for big game animals, for home defense. But really, I think a lot of guys put way too much energy into this. I personally think that a guy only needs five guns. I do believe that you can have too many guns. So I'm going to get all sorts of hate mail. Uh, I believe uh, five guns are uh, a necessity. I believe that you should have a black gun of some kind. I believe you should have a long rifle of some kind. I believe that you should have a shotgun of some kind. I believe you should have some kind of. Pistol and then uh, some kind of a rim fire. Uh, I have opted away from 22s and I have a 17 HMR. So I just think that's a better round. It's not much more in weight, and they're highly accessible. And when we saw COVID nineteen breakout, you could not find 22 rounds anywhere, but there was 17 everywhere. So, uh, so, so security. I'm talking guns and ammo. Uh, we, I think it's important to have stuff to have to uh, work on your guns. So gunsmithing materials, uh, uh, reloading materials. And a communication material. So how will you communicate around uh, with those if you have a situation where cell phones no longer, no longer work? So you've got to think about how you will communicate with those around you. The next category, so we have so far we've covered beans, bullets, and we've covered the bedding. And so now I want to talk about number four, which is Band-Aids. So Band-Aids, we're talking about medical supplies, so supplies for hygiene. So, you know, I mean, tampons, Band-Aids, you know, uh, toothpaste, deodorant, soap, you know, ways to make soap. How do you, you know, what do you have for hygiene, sanitation? You know, if your toilets, if there's no, how do you, where are you going to, you know do you have lime for your outhouses or do you have you know how are you going to you, know, you know toilet paper what are the things that you have for sanitation surgery do you have a basic uh suturing kit uh, uh these types of things do you have uh, i mean that's i love duct tape and super glue uh how about medical supplies do you have medical supplies do you have medications i'm on high blood pressure meds so we went to mexico uh for a 24 hour layover with my wife on her as a as a work trip she's a flight attendant and i bought um I bought blood pressure medicine that we just threw it in the freezer and we're storing it. And it's one, it gives me one more month. So medications. So that's the fourth category is Band-Aids. So we've gone from beans to bedding to bullets to Band-Aids. The fifth one is this. And this is the one that preppers overlook. And if you watch National Geographic's Doomsday Preppers, I was shocked to see how grotesquely obese a lot of these people were. And so this, this fifth thing is really what's going to take a lot out and it's the b it's your body or your brain your body slash brain so what are you doing to build your body and your brain i mean when i work out every day i'm working out for three reasons i want to look good and feel good but i also want to be able to hunt hard And hunt with my sons. And the third thing is I want to have a, a, a body that can survive a situation where we're going to be back doing manual labor and I'm a 57 year old man. So I want to be fit to survive a situation like that. So, uh, when it comes to my body and my brain, I have a survival library, which if you guys want, we can do a podcast on my favorite survival books so survival library, and then I have a garage gym, uh, and I work out all the time. So between hiking and weightlifting and bike riding, you know, and working on my body. So my body, my garage gym, and my survival, my survival library. Those are two things. And the other thing is, is living in a preparedness mindset. So guys, today we've gone through five of the nine Bs. The first one is beans, which is everything food or processing food related. The second one is bed, which is everything related to your domicile or where you will stay. The third thing is bullets, which is related to security and the procurement of food. The fourth thing is band-aids, which is everything related to hygiene and medical supply. And the last thing is your body slash your brain, which is everything related to your physical and mental state of being. So we're going to stop there for today. We're going to kick up next week with six, seven, eight, and 9. Hey, guys, and if today's podcast has helped you, make sure you copy the link. Send it off to your family for sure. Send it off to uh, people that you care about. Get them preparing and get them in the preparedness mindset with you. Until next time. Feel the wet sand on the arena floor, hear the deafening roar of the crowd, taste the sweetness of victory, smell the stench of battle, get in the game, get dirty, grind it out, and be a man.